Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me back here for my next solo episode, talking about my experience coaching seven athletes to the start of their Chicago Marathon um, starting line on October 9th. It's been a long day. Bear with me. But yes, this is going to be a good one. This is actually an episode that I'm not editing and I usually don't edit most episodes for the like sole purpose of giving you everything that you should hear. Um, you know, perfectionism is something I've honestly struggled with and I continue to at times and, you know, life is imperfect. So let's roll with the ebbs and flows, shall we? <laughs> uh, so that being said, the last solo episode I recorded was speaking about my experience running the Chicago Marathon, breaking three hours for the first time, my second attempt doing so, and about my experience as an athlete. This episode is going to cover my experience coaching runners while being an athlete running in the same race and how I segmented my time how I ensured each runner was set up for success, the value to me and the importance of coaching each runner, the reward of running with them, practicing what I preach, the communication and clarity, and I guess just there's so there's so many bulleted things I want to talk about, but those are the, you know, the top ones that I kind of want you to keep top of mind, top of mind, excuse me. So, Wow, there are just so, <laughs> there is something special to me about bringing myself back to my why, not just because it's important to do and it's important to understand, you know, why you, you do anything for that matter, but, you know, the importance of bringing myself back to my why is because it allows me to truly not only understand what I run for, but do that to practice what I preach and to 
execute all of the things that I always, you know, share with my clients for them to know their races. Because as a coach, I, I hope to provide the guidance and the value to help every athlete I work with find running in a way that works best for them, whether that's running their first marathon or maybe discovering the marathon's not even for them. And another distance might be a little more compelling. Um, I get so much joy in guiding someone towards their goals as a, to become a well-rounded runner because when I could achieve my goals like I did in Chicago, breaking sub three, which was my goal, and I did it, I have a, such a bigger desire to help others striving for that same goal. And the time aside, I mean, finishing a marathon is freaking hard. Let's be real. <laughs> so, you know, I had four first timers of the seven. All of these ladies were were female athletes. Three had time goals. All had the similar goal to finish strong and to enjoy the training process while feeling confident and keeping it challenging but fun. We always all want to avoid overtraining and with the marathon the f- comes the recovery and the nutrition training. The fitness part is literally less than half of it. It's a different beast. So basically all I just want to, you know, start out by saying all of all of these women achieved that similar goal of finishing strong, executing their races to the best of their ability with smiles at the finish line. Of course we all had ebbs and flows that arise during the race, but we all were able to tackle them and each one of these women were able to tackle um, all, everything that arrives in the race themselves. I have nothing to do with that. So I'm going to start by how I segmented my time. Now, this was a really, really challenging task for me. I had never, I've never gone for an aggressive time goal, like a sub three hour marathon, which I can't wait to share what the day in a life of at least Training for a sub-marathon, three-marathon for me looks like because it takes a lot of time. And it's not just for the training. It's for the nutrition, the the head space, the sleep, um, the amount of time that you have to take to just get shoes. You know, do you have like just all of the expenses? And so just segmenting my time between my own training and my athletes coaching calls and, you know, just coaching them uh, to their starting lines was just, it was a new challenge for me. And so what really helped me to succeed in doing that was truly sticking to a disciplined timeline, time blocking out my Google calendar and making time for my training, time for answering emails and texts, um, coaching calls, you name it. And then maybe cutting down on some of those things closer to our competition period, two weeks out from the taper to not only manage my expectations from my athletes, but to help manage theirs so that that value was still being met for them and everyone was set up for a successful race. I am a very hands-on coach. I, like I said, you know, I, I've 
such joy, just as much joy and seeing the athletes I guide to their starting lines absolutely crush it. And so ensuring that each of these women had a successful strategy going in, I provided, you know, anything from guidance to how to avoid blisters to how to breathe, uh, carb loading, fueling during the race and around it and during, you know, during training. And this was different for each one of them, but this is what made this experience so special for me and such uh, so great because the benefits that came from it were unparalleled or unparalleled to anything else. Um, you know, to me, I've done a successful job in coaching an individual when they, that individual feels great and meets their goal. I can't control if anyone meets their goal. No one can. It's ultimately, you know, up to you, the listener, whether or not you're, you can meet your goal or not. Um, but a coach could guide you towards that. And I think I did a pretty good job, but it's important to me to do that because I value that so much like when I'm, you know, able to achieve what I set out to do. And when I have guidance from my coach and even when I self coach myself or have, there's just a, a value to that. And it just takes the nerves out. It allows you to just, you know, when you have someone in your corner, you're able to relax, enjoy the run and just, focus on the things that you need to focus on. It's nice to hear that from someone else other than yourself at times. Um, you know, the constant communication, Steph Wilding, shout out to you, uh, said to me, clarity is kindness. The two week taper leading up to the race, I was very, very clear about, you know, it's time to nail that eight to nine hours of sleep. Even before that, I was, uh, I was really cutting down on the time um, I spent working for that little amount of time in my life while going for an aggressive goal for myself because I wanted to hit it. But also I wanted everyone else to understand that what I was doing was going to help me attain my goal and it would also help them attain theirs. And so with all the ebbs and flows and all the constant communication we all went through, we were able to push each other. And that is so valuable to have and just keep each other accountable and, you know, even if I would check in on, you know, let's say Ebony or Megan or Danada and just, you know, say, I saw you run. Great job. Or slow it down. Or let's take another rest day. You know, all of these things, all of this constant communication is what allowed us to each toe that starting line with the most positive outlook, confidence, just so much joy because the marathon should bring you joy. It shouldn't neglect it doing a marathon with each of these runners um, and just having the opportunity to run alongside them and knowing that I was inspiring, not them, but maybe other runners going for a sub three goal. I mean, it just, it helped me fly. But also what helped me fly was thinking about every mile I dedicated a mile to someone. And one was to my athletes. And you better believe, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the mile at the end because it's in my post, but you better believe, you know, I thought about each one of these ladies 
to you all listening. They inspired me just as much. And, you know, I'm just so fulfilled that I'm able to, you know, help others, just generally speaking, chase chase goals that might once be unforeseeable because, you know, there's so many nerves just going into a marathon. And it's very, very important as a coach to maintain my composure, but also to truly just make every single athlete that I work with feel like a million bucks and beyond and more because anyone deserves to feel that way. And if I could provide that kind of value, I could just die now. No, I'm just kidding. But um, if I could provide that kind of value, plus the science back training and adjusting to everything, adjusting the training to meet each athlete where they're at fitness wise in their journey as we go is, you know, it's all the ebbs and flows, all of it. Trust me, each athlete did not have the perfect buildup, but the benefits of that was learning from anything during the training for any of them. You ladies know what I'm talking about that led to maybe any sort of mishaps or little niggles or start to an injury. And then really quickly getting on a call and figuring out what can we do? Do we need to see the orthopedic surgeon? Do we need to see a PT? Like how can we address this right now? And keeping that open dialogue along the way, it just, you know, I am so thankful that each one of them truly trusted in their training through the end. I know Janeta, some, you know, some people, you know, at first were a little skeptical of, you know, the overall mileage that I was giving at the beginning and the taper that I suggested. However, all of them absolutely smash it. And like I've said in previous episodes and many times in my posts, one race doesn't define you. It's a training run. It's just a building block to the next. And I can't wait to see what each of these ladies do. You know, it's, it's so rewarding to be 33 years old and to be an athlete, at least right now, chasing an even more aggressive marathon goal next. And I feel like I have this team of women that were just, although they're my athletes, I mean, guys, you, I mean, I couldn't have done this without you. And I'm not just saying that. And, you know, to the entire running community, I mean, I get so inspired by all of the fast women that are kicking my ass, excuse my French. And like, that is just so badass. I love it. And, you know, just being able to be a part of that and to help other women and men, but women in this, you know, for this marathon chase their goals. It's like so freaking empowering for so many reasons. Oh, nothing can hold us back. Team run with Allie. <laughs> so I just would like to give, go, you know, go through a rundown of the seven women that I coached Megan Highland. She came to me in March, 2021, and she wanted to use you know, what she had, uh, and really just run a stronger marathon. She's been always open about adjusting her training along the way. And we worked around her work schedule, her traveling schedule to fit in her training runs and adjust as we needed. And she had a rocky road. She, you know, COVID and all, and 
you know, she came out with an 18 minute PR from her former marathon and now she's in within reach from her old PRs that are now four years ago. And she wasn't really sure if she could ever attain that again. What we did, well, should have put this first, but all three ladies that chase time goals included the running technique and specialized strength exercises that I have been promoting up the wazoo on my Instagram. And that's for a reason, the results they bring and just the ability to go back to the basics and teach your teaching yourself how to run better, how to run faster, building that physical strong body, including those specialized strength exercises, where they make sense in your training, periodized training, structuring them in that phase before the competition phase or before the marathon. Um, allow these women to just run so strong and push those paces and get them. So Megan, kudos to you. I am so proud of you and the best is yet to come. Onto the speed block we go. Janeda uh, came to me whew, at the end of May. Uh, she just wanted to run the marathon stronger. She was encouraged by uh, her friend Ebony, who also ran it, who I'm getting to next. And, you know, at first, Janeda, you know, I, I love you, girl, but she, you ran a little too fast, you know, a little, you know, you were going too hard. But, I mean, Janeda is probably my, the, the person I'm the most proud of in terms of truly being able to dial it back when she needed to and running slower to run fast and not overdoing it. And also just sharing it with her Peloton community of full of women who I've had the honor to become a part of. And Janeta, I just respect you so much for all of that, for sharing all the delicious food for sharing how hard it is and just being so real and authentic and just rash and just yes sharing that and being you because it's so relatable and it's real and if anyone does not know what I'm talking about check out her stories I will share it in the show notes Ebony well Ebony came she was the initial Peloton lady that found me and she has an she's made an amazing community of women and has brought some now to me and now just it's like a domino effect or whatever you want to call it um because of her energy just everything she's all about she's just such a kind person Ebony I don't mean to like go off on a tangent here but um you know, it, there's just so, so many positive things to say about a community. And I'm really happy that Ebony brought hers to mind. You know, good energy is contagious and it comes together. Uh, you know, through a little glitch in the Chicago app that Ebony and I both experienced, hers was off, her time was off by 40 minutes. It's now corrected. <sighs> three hours and 53 minutes. Um, even though times don't define us, times deserve to be celebrated because hard work deserves, you know, it deserves to be recognized. And so when we both were going through this kind of waiting period, waiting for the app to be adjusted, it was really, really nice to actually be able to keep my composure, but also work with her to help her, you know, just know how proud of her I was for just doing what she did because I knew she did 
the three, three hour and 53 minute marathon without her telling me, I mean, you know, and we're going for bigger things. So, you know, down the road, I mean, that, that was not even what I was so proud of. I was so proud of just the, what her attitude and Ebony just crossing that finish line being like, yes, I finished. And you finish strong and injury free and just, you know, just bringing that positive energy and that smile across the finish line is just contagious. Steph Wilding, congrats on finishing your first marathon. Steph had so many ebbs and flows through her buildup. I have to give this one so much credit. I mean, from working with her DPT on all of the calf, knee issues, blisters, you name it. You know what, though? That's what makes her journey so special. And Steph, I know you're not the only one to experience all these things. And now you could pay it all forward, Miss Marathoner, Mrs. Marathoner, excuse me, because you stuck with your training. And even though we hit, you know, lows, we also hit really good highs. And you smashed your first marathon. And I'm just so proud of you. Jackie. You know, I posted about Jackie today. Jackie, I mean, Jackie truly refined her running technique and was so diligent about including that in her specialized strength routine. And I think that helped her to truly run those 26.2 miles for the first time. And just she looked so strong. Times aside, that's a win. Jenny finished her marathon and, you know, with a huge smile, and even though she was very, very new to me coaching her, the guidance that I gave her to execute her fueling, to pace, to, you know, back off during the taper and to just like, she needed guidance during the taper. And I'm so happy I was able to help her when I did. And Stacey, another very big success story, you know, just such a kind, open, amazing woman, We also had our fair share of ebbs and flows and, you know, a little injury during the journey, but that resulted in her running a beautiful marathon. And so I'm just, Stacey, I'm so proud of you for that. And you could check out these race recaps um, in my Instagram at run with Ellie. I truly hope you do. And, you know, my purpose for sharing this information isn't, for any of you to be like, oh, you know, like, um, that's great, you know, cool, cool marathon story. No, my purpose for sharing all of this with you is to to help you understand and realize that hard goals are achievable when you get the guidance you need. When you get that support system you need, whatever that is, whether that's friends pushing you, a coach like myself helping to guide you to your starting line of your next 26.2 mile marker or yeah, or your the start of that injury free. Those things are what I want you to take away from this. And if you don't know where to find them, you could always just reach out to me uh, at run with Ali on Instagram or my email is in the show notes. And for those of you aspiring to run a marathon one day, well, that's an amazing goal that lights up my heart. It's panting right now. I'm panting right now thinking about it, but just know that, you know, these are seven success stories. These seven women are all people that you could reach out to if you want to know anything about 
running a marathon. It is not an easy task. It takes a lot of time, a lot of discipline. But if you're ever in doubt, know that there is an amazing community of not just women, of runners, of marathoners as well that are there to support you. And don't forget, the first step is the hardest step. But if you just take one step in the right direction towards your goals every single day, imagine where that could lead you. And I guess that's what keeps us excited and curious about the marathon, the unknown, the challenge, what we run for, what we train for, to feel that hurt at mile 21, to see what we could truly do when we put our minds and our bodies to the test. And we all did it. So congratulations. I, you know, I really want to just congratulate all of the Chicago marathon runners. It was an amazing day. Um, it was an amazing experience training these wonderful athletes for this race. And I'm so excited to see what everyone does next. And thank you for joining me on here today and listening to this brief recap of a journey. I hope you got something out of it. Don't forget to subscribe to the Run With Allie podcast so I could bring on more special guests to the show, but also share some of my personal solo episodes with you. The next is going to be on the New York City Marathon. We're going to keep it vague, but it's going to be really, there's going to be a couple episodes on it, especially because it's my hometown and there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Three shakeout runs. Um, one on the 3rd of November, the 2nd on the 4th of November, the 3rd on the 5th of November. Check the story notes to sign up for any of them or all three. And other than that, I will see you at the same time, same place next week. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show sharing on running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you can connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button, Apple Podcasts, or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Allie Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Alley Live. See you next time.